check one two one two we are back in this Yo. thing what are you gonna do what's going on everybody men women boys and girls welcome to another episode of the talk my credo podcast i'm your boy dante credo here with my brother from another minister p shaw was in the building how you doing bro what's good with your family uh yeah uh before we got started i was talking about how i was um in in the uh interest of selling my children um <laughs> you know they're you know it's buy one get one half off so it's two so if, if you guys need need children feel feel free feel free of course <laughs> i'm joking uh <laughs> Of course, I am joking, but good gracious. The problem is that I have is they're too much like me, and I see it, and so I feel like this is like God's joke or something, like nature's joke. So all the things that I used to do to, to my parents and the, the wittiness and the cleverness yeah. that I have, yeah. um, and in our culture, we call that being... Yeah, in, in our coach, we call that being smart mouth. <laughs> so with the things they say, I'd be like, mm, uh, you are one. You are one. He, uh, my son would be two in like two weeks. But I'm like, the things you say at one. I'd be like, boy, you just don't know. I love you. I have to remind myself. I love you, son. <laughs> like, son, I love you. So like just just now I'm like um you know so got them all set up for dinner and all that good stuff and so he drinks all of his juice so he looks he says daddy bring me some water what excuse me bring me some water what Mm-mm. that's not how I grew up but I get it I understand I have to teach them these things of courtesy and manners and you know the yes sirs and no sirs and ma'am and no ma'ams i'm doing that i am doing that but you know sometimes when you have to uh see where you have to start from it's like ooh, ooh boy if you were 18 and up <laughs> if you were 18 and up you would catch these hands all right but uh other than that man everything's cool oh so I told some people on my social media that I was uh, getting ready to start, you know, this whole detoxing body cleanse thing. Cause you know, trying to get back in shape, the summer's coming, you know, hot boy summer's around the way. And uh, okay. you know, we got to get ready for that. Got to get ready for that. So I got this little colon cleanse thing. And honestly, I think I'm a little scared to try it because I feel like my inside is going to turn inside out. But people keep telling me that it's, it's going to be okay, but I don't believe them. I think they're trying to set me up for a horrible experience. Um, so I thought that the idea would be, you know, I, I'll do the detox first, you know, kind of get the, you know, cleanse the system out uh, to the best of my ability. And then, you know, start eating a little better, making some healthier choices, uh, substituting some things out. Um, I didn't realize how beneficial peanut butter was because you know just okay. I just didn't know until Protein I started yeah. doing some stuff. So um, you know, implementing more peanut butter things into my diet, as far as you know, little snacks and stuff, uh, nuts, blueberries, like things that I like and normally eat, but then like ah, oh, this is actually beneficial. I can switch this out for that McDonald's run, you know. Um, 
Yeah. You know, so little changes like that. But uh, I'm gonna get over my little fear, and honestly, after tonight, I'm gonna go ahead and and start that detox colon cleanse process. And and um, if the so next you, you, you podcast, to to, do you have to go to work tomorrow? You have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, I do. And so that's why I'm yeah, like, yeah, you should have done that on a day. Yeah. yeah. So I should have I should have done that on an off day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, and especially with take you some extra pair of drawers, and you'll be alright. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So I may have to wait till the weekend, but that's just the thing. Like my schedule was so weird. So I don't, I don't get consecutive days off. So I may get a day here, may get a day there. And with the type of work that I do, you know, for those, I work in the post office. So I do a lot of lifting and throwing and pulling and pushing and sorting and, you know, a lot of labor intensive things where I'm constantly on the move. So I don't want to be lifting up computer desks and let things go, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't want that to happen. But you know, at the same time, it's like I, I feel like I do have to get this done because I just feel like I want to. I want to be be healthier. So, um, you know, not to make things sound shitty for y'all, but yeah, that's what's going on right now. Uh, I don't know if I will chronicle this. You may just see the the before and after. You may not hear about this ever again <laughs> until I feel uh, secure enough in my manhood to tell y'all about some of the mishaps I may or may not have. But. uh <laughs> All that being said, man, Pete, what's going on with you, man? How's life your way? Uh, you know, you know, still, still, still adjusting to this new world out here. You know, this new world mm-hmm. order, and uh, you know, like, like I always tell people, you know, um, life is good and God is great. You know, doors continue to open up. You know, uh, relationships are being, you know, rekindled, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's. I think it's a time, you know, for revival. And I think yep. I'm in it. I'm in that state of mind because I realized how I need to read more. I haven't, I have not just slacked off on my reading since I've been home. Um, I've mm-hmm. neglected a lot of reading and studying that I should have been doing, even though I do it every morning. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I got the time. I could do more, but it's so many distractions. Mm-hmm. It's so many social media. It's so many things. So many movies out. You got HBO Max. You got Prime Time. You got Amazon. You got Disney Plus. So yep. many things that you like. Yo, I want to catch up and watch everything now. And then God tells me, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I come first, and um, and I gotta get brought back to reality. Like, yo, Lord, forgive me, because I haven't put things before you. And even mm-hmm. though I'm giving him his his time, he deserves more of that. So, you right, know, trying to maintain and be the man of God that I need to be, you know, and be the friend mm-hmm. that I need to be. Like I always say every morning, it's a great day to be a man of God, a great day to be a man. In your case, it's a great mm-hmm. day to be a husband, father, son, brother, and friend. And yes, I want to maintain that. And I don't want I don't want to be a hypocrite about it. I want to be able to stand true to that and hold. And hold true to that, um, you know, what I've called myself to be this person Facts. that God wants me to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up. I definitely, it definitely is a respectable thing. And you're right. And even though there is a lot of things to catch up on, I don't want to say catch up on, but things you can just kind of watch and stuff, you know, it's not going anywhere, you know. So, um, me being uh, a bit of a nerd, you know, my, you know, I recommend the the Marvel universe <laughs> because yeah, I love yeah. the Marvel movies. Um, there's a, there's this new show. Well, it's not necessarily new, but it's it's uh, just now coming to like 
TV or whatever. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Invincible. So it's like it's a dark take on like the Justice League Avengers type thing where the story is really, really good. Uh, it's like a Superman type character, but he's evil. He didn't come to Earth to save the planet. He come to Earth to take it over. And then there's yeah. this, you know, this story of, you know, other superheroes where, you know, there's trying to stop him. His son, who is half whatever, I forgot what he is, um, and half human, uh, is you know got the powers too, but he's trying to stop his dad from doing so. It's it's a really good story. It's a really good story, yeah. um, and that's like all the way. So the show is called Invincible. It's on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. So I, I would recommend watching that. But at the same time, again, we got nothing but time. Nothing but time to do that. Oh, so yeah, I definitely yeah, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. you know, prioritize watching it. But it's it's a good you know you got some time sit down and watch an episode or two. It's a good one. I would recommend. But Jumping right into this thing, man. It's the uh, dynamic duo, Craig Mack and uh, Big E. Uh, it's not here today, but they send their their well wishes and regards. Um, but we're going to jump right into it because, you know, the world does not stop. So yeah, we got all. some things to talk about. So um, the biggest things that has gone down in in America in the last week or so was Joe Biden finally got up and uh, did a press conference, like a State of the Union type, uh, State of the Union-esque address to the nation where, you know, he talked about, you know, a lot of things. Um, and when it comes to us, because, you know, this platform is mainly going to come from, you know, the black perspective. Uh, a lot of people, especially in the black community, aren't really feeling Joe Biden that much anymore, as uh, as I called it. Honestly, uh, but, I, you know, I am going to pat myself on the back for that. But I'm not really feeling Joe Biden's speech um, or his sitting on his hands, if you will, when it comes to doing things for the black community, as he has done for every other community. Um, there's been yeah. so many people that have sat down and criticized Joe Biden. You know, you sign, you know, uh, protections and laws. The statues in the place to protect transgender. Uh, you you put in laws and statues and even a fund, a rep a reparation esque fund for uh, the Asian community uh, in regards to the stop Asian hate. Even though it really hasn't been going on for a year, you know these 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 discriminations have been going on for quite some time. But with the shooting. Um, of the Asians by the white by the, by the white dude in the, in the massage parlor, you know now it's like a political yeah. thing. So you know, so the so the new flavor of the month is stop Asian hate. You know, Black Lives Matter was so last year, so now it's stop Asian hate. Um, which, even though I disagree with the narrative of them trying to say it's the black community's fault, um, there are quite a bit of instances of instances where. You know, it is people or black people that are in these confrontations with Asians, but of course they take these few bits and try to make it as if it's the whole. Uh, and you know, of course, I disagree with that one hundred percent because if we are going to talk about a discrimination from one race to the other, in this case, if we're going to talk about black on Asian discrimination, we're definitely going to talk about the Asian on black discrimination that goes a lot deeper and it is more indoctrinated than just 
um, you know, a black guy punching an Asian guy in the street. But that's but that's yeah. a, a different time, different place. So in response to Joe Biden, Senator Tim Scott, he's a senator in South Carolina, I believe, sat down after Joe Biden, you know, he talked about, you know, white supremacy and things of that nature and all these different things. That's also the flavor of the month. Um, Tim Scott sat down and he had this speech to say, and it was, it was about 14 minutes, but I cut it down to about two, but this is the main part that has everybody up in arms right now. So let's see. Where do we need common ground more desperately than in our discussions of race? I have experienced the pain of discrimination. I know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason, to be followed around the store while I'm shopping. I remember every morning at the kitchen table, my grandfather would open the newspaper and read it, I thought. But later I realized he had never learned to read it. He just wanted to set the right example. I've also experienced a different kind of intolerance. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressives, by liberals. Believe me, I know firsthand our healing is not finished. In 2015, after the shooting of Walter Scott, I wrote a bill to fund body cameras. Last year, after the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I built an even bigger police reform proposal. But my Democratic colleagues blocked it. I extended an olive branch. I offered amendments, but Democrats used a filibuster to block the debate from even happening. My friends across the aisle seemed to want the issue more than they wanted a solution. But I'm still working. I'm hopeful that this will be different. When America comes together, we've made tremendous progress, but powerful forces want to pull us apart. A hundred years ago, kids in classrooms were taught the color of their skin was their most important characteristic. And if they looked a certain way, they were inferior. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions, we've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. So, uh, that is the main gist. Uh, of course, he goes on a little bit. You know, I, I kind of stuck to the juiciest parts of what they tried to uh, focus on. But the main thing they focused on was towards the end there when Tim Scott said, America is not a racist country. And so the backlash, if you will, because he is, he is considered a Republican conservative, this, that, and the third. So, you know, of course, it comes to Uncle Tom's, it comes to criticisms. And so the, con the topic of this week is, is America a racist country? So, my brother, what do you think? Do you think America is a racist country? Well, America, I mean, I guess if we're talking the majority, 
if we're going to go off that, if we're going to go off percentage, mm-hmm. then I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, if we're going off percentage, if we're going off numbers, mm-hmm. then I would say, yeah, I mean, it's been times where even now, you know, we're from Cleveland County, Shelltown, stand up, what's up? Mm-hmm. And um, I've had these discussions with our counterparts, with our white classmates. I said, yo, ain't no way. I didn't know that you talked to black guys. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not not mm-hmm. to make it like that, but we literally right. I can name literally ten of our classmates who looked past us, looked over us, but now they're either married to or got babies by a a, a colored person. And mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, um, what happened? And then you know, they would go further to say, Well, our parents. Oh, okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. You know, and even 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 from being a light up going right around the corner, right around the corner. Right like, around the corner. Right around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. I dogs being 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 let out the tasers, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and we just trying to we just trying to get on to we just trying to go to the lake. So yep, you know, and I and I've been one of those people who've gotten pulled over um, for being black just because mm-hmm. they want to keep stuff in the car. Um, I've gotten arrested. Um, I've got arrested and and detained because mm-hmm. I wasn't moving fast enough. And um, mm-hmm. and my ex-wife Mika can contest today in front of my kids. My kids were babies at the time. Your godson wasn't born at the time, but mm-hmm. I wasn't moving fast enough. And the officer said, "Put your hands behind your back." I was like, "What? What did I do?" And he didn't tell me what I did. So you know, my wife at the time, Mika, she called my grandfather, Reverend Young, and um, Reverend Young came down there and said, "What did he do?" They said, "Well, we asked him to move." They said, "Okay, was he moving?" They said, "Yeah, but he wasn't moving fast enough." My grandpa said, all right, so take him out of these handcuffs now. Mm-hmm. They took me, they let me out of handcuffs, and I left. My grandpa said, I'll see you at the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? But just but just thinking about the way it could have gone or the way it could have been, and my grandfather mm-hmm. had that much respect within himself, you know, um, it's just so much stuff that that we miss. Like, you know, from going to school at West Carolina to Appalachian State to seeing how the community they automatically assume that you're an athlete. Yeah, I'm an athlete, but that don't mean you have to assume that I'm an athlete because I'm black. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and then um, and the community outside of the school itself, outside of the campus itself, you know, didn't want to do deal with nothing. And, they, and you know, you know, Wataga. Wataga had what one black person in the whole school, and he yep. was legitly from Africa. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he was an exchange student from Africa. So you know, those people are not familiar with black. They are not familiar with with the culture of what black community is and what black people are, unless they affiliated with football, basketball, track, what y'all colored folks are known for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, even if I, doggone, I don't want to say it like this, but even if I got to take a dog going to Crest High School, our school, you know, yep. um, how, how so many athletes, you know, get looked over because, you know, we can win title after title, but if we're not, that workhorse if we're not that person that's doing it doing what they need at that time you'll get looked over and you might have all the talent in the world because i do believe i'm I'm staying firm about it cleveland county has the best talent in north carolina mm-hmm. period period um, and it's just it's so many people that missed opportunities because they that you know because they didn't kiss tail you know what i'm right. saying so because i i told somebody the other day i think um i think my cousin manio posted about how many great people, how many goats that we have. And my mama would tell, my mama told somebody this the other day, said, Raphael Hartgrove is the best. Puff, she was telling them, she said, she said, Puff is the best point guard I've ever seen. 
But look at all the controversy that happened between freshman year to senior year. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about even even to the point that Wesley Peeler left and went to Kings Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Been playing basketball his whole life, made every team. All of a sudden, he don't make the team. Right. You know how how the politics get all involved in all of that. And then, like, um, like I was telling the guy the other day, I said, I'm the only running back that never had time to himself. I had to mm-hmm. share time every single year. And, and not one time did I ever just have a whole season. So, you know, it get very political, you know, because I had – hey, because big, big Josh Brown, I had a chance to break mm-hmm. his record, but I only had four touchdowns in the first half, and I ain't going to the game no more. Right. You know, so, so, so when we talk about, you know, racism and politics in general, you know, the, the – the, the white community may look at the fact that, you know, we got to look out for ourselves because black people, you know, we get, we don't really get involved in politics. We just want to live and survive. We just want right. to go to school. We just want to work. We just want to be able to be better than what we was yesterday. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of hard having these conversations to, to, you know, our counterparts that don't understand, but right. I do see some that grew up with us that are willing to understand. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, and that's why I can say, but you know, we're only one city. You know, we only want right. community, but to be able to get that voice out to everyone, I think Steve Furtick and John Gray sat down. Um, they had a long talk about racism, and um, and even Steve Furtick said, you know, some some of my own kind don't like me because I because mm-hmm. I embrace the black community. So you know, it, it's just the fact that if, either you with them, you you say one thing in your rap, you say either you with it or you in the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So either you with them or, or you not. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think I think the majority, the percentage is is racist, and um, I, it, it gets to that point of knowing. And right now, the world may see what's going on, but they still not in the know. Yes, or it's like they see what's going on, but they're not compelled enough to act. Like yeah. they're yeah. they're not compelled enough to 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 get involved to do something about it. So I think so. It's like <clears throat> um I I feel like. The America that's portrayed, that's broadcasted, the idea of America is not racist. However, Mm. I do believe that the execution, the societal practice that has been allowed to flourish in America definitely is. Because, you know, there's just, and I'm I'm not going to say that today, you know, uh, I tried to understand where he was coming from. It was like, okay, I think I see where you're coming from, where you're trying to say, okay, America today, right now in 2021, it's not set up to be a racist country like it was oh. in 1950. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, I, I think, like, th- that's me trying to throw, you know, a, a <laughs> bone there, trying to, you know, shoot some bail. So I think you're saying right yeah. now, today, in this moment of time, you know, no, it's not a racist country. However, the legacy of racism in this country is still prevalent because for so long we've done nothing but try to shoot things under the rug of, of actual systemic things that has negatively affected people of color or specifically black people here in America. Now I'll be the first to say, no, I'm not oppressed today. You know, I'm not oppressed. Uh, I have the ability to do and the freedom to do whatever I want to do. However, that does not mean that the obstacle I may have to face or the road to do whatever I want 
may not be hindered with a few extra hurdles, if you will, to get that done. That's just the reality of it. Of course, we understand life isn't fair. Um, and I do believe that, yeah, we, we are ultimately responsible for ourselves, but that still doesn't mean that because my name is what it is, that I am still 50% less likely to be called back because I have a black sounding name. That has nothing to do with me working hard and taking responsibilities for my own actions. Uh, me working hard and taking responsibilities for my own actions does not mean or has nothing to do with me being three times more likely to have force put on me from law enforcement, to be shot or killed by law enforcement. That has nothing to do with me being accountable for myself, regardless of how much I comply, right? Me, me working hard and doing things for myself does not negate the fact that redlining has absolutely decimated black communities to where our schools are horrible, to where our hospitals are horrible. We have no health care. We have no type of way of building wealth for ourselves because we're stuck in project building, still renting out, uh, renting for our entire lives. And we have no way of generating wealth for ourselves or our well, family yeah, to yeah. come. That has nothing to do with me working hard because a lot of us, you know, they, America has on both sides, they've gone through a hell of a marketing propaganda thing to where they marketed us as being just dumb, stupid, violent people who care nothing about values. We abandon our kids. We, we don't care about families. And all the while, at the center of all these things, not to say that we aren't responsible for it because we still were participants in these things, but at the core of it, the war on drugs that sent an astronomical amount of black men to jail over petty or just like ridiculous, you know, drug crimes that was specifically targeted from the president at that time to target black and hippies when it comes to drugs. Uh, we talked about a few pods ago how there were F an FBI campaign by a guy named Harry Anslinger that targeted black people. For this reason, they did not want, uh, they wanted to do a crackdown on, on black people because they did not like jazz music because jazz music back in the day is like rap music of today. So jazz was like the rap of yesterday, right? But they hated jazz music. And they like, well, jazz music enforces all these negative stereotypes. And then there was weed. So it's like, well, Harry Anslinger lost this, launched this campaign against black people because he he felt like jazz music and weed would make white women want to sleep with black men. And <laughs> when he pushed that idea out, then all hell broke, broke loose when it came to how they targeted black men. So it's like yeah. these instances happened. It happened. And a lot of these things that happened has nothing to do with me and my personal accountability of how hard I work or how I apply myself. Now, does that play a part in a lot of the things that happened. Yeah, because that man didn't have to leave the home. That woman didn't have to kick that man out of the home to receive these welfare benefits. Or we didn't have to make the type of choices we made. We could have applied ourselves. Um, we didn't have to take a crazy, like rebellious stance against education and intelligence because we thought that if we were educated or intelligence that made us white uh like we didn't like that that really we did that to ourselves 
Um, we knew that drugs and, and weapons were being flooded into our communities. We didn't have to do that, take that, and then create a whole empire off of it um, at the encouragement of these federal agencies. We know that happened, but we still didn't have to participate in it. Um, like we had our government groups or, or our uh, community groups, like the Bloods and Crips, what they originally were created for. We didn't have to take their involvement from them. We could have taken care of ourselves, but we made a lot of bad choices too. But in in all that to be said with Tim Scott, because he's being called a coon and all that type of stuff, which I don't agree with. Like I'm not this. I'm I'm agreeing with conservative, but. Like I said, when it comes to the black community, we have a lot of conservative values. Uh, but, oh, yeah. you know, we, we still won't sit on that side of the table because they have screwed us over just as much as Democrats and liberals have. Um, but I just think, no, it's not overtly racist today. But the legacy of it is strong and, and as alive as ever, as it's ever been. Um, because it's still something that makes a lot of money for these people in power. So th- there was a, oh, this was a crazy backlash that Tim Scott got and people were just like, they were grilling him. Um, but then it's like, y'all didn't hear other things that he said. He was like, yo, I tried to put a, an offer of police reform bill from the conservative Republican side that yeah. Democrats shot down. Like, when Breonna Taylor got killed, I offered and made a bill that, that had police reform in it, but y'all killed it. Uh, when when George Floyd happened, I tried to offer something, some policy, but y'all shot it down. And I'm like, hmm, because what we hear from the Democrat is that you hear a lot of issues and a lot of talk from liberals to where they talk about, you know, the Black Lives Matter and white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. And you have yet to see any type of policy come from them. All you hear is talking, but you don't see any action. But then they do these things that we, we they get us all pissed off and, oh, it's the white man, it's the white man, the white man. But yeah, then it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, at some point, like I said, I tell everybody, we're going to have to do this ourselves. None of these political parties care about us at all. So they're coming at Tim Scott. But then they asked the vice president, Kamala Harris, and this is what she had to say, along with uh, a, a another prominent Democrat. Um, I forgot his name, but I think the video will show it. But this is what the, the Democrats and the vice president had to say. Right, that America is not a racist country. Do you agree with that? And what do you make of his warning against fighting discrimination with more discrimination? I believe that we need to, well, first of all, no, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its its existence today. And I, I applaud the president for always having the ability and the courage, frankly, to speak the truth about it. This James Clyburn, of course, from South Carolina, the House Majority Whip. Congressman, very good to have you. Um, A lot of people were impressive saying you don't believe uh, you know, this is a racist country, but you, you are concerned ab- ab- about it. What could you explain? Well, thank you very much for having me, Neil. Please divide me just a moment. In the 1830s, 1835, 1836, Alexis de Tocqueville wrote about this country, a two-volume work that he called Democracy in America. 
And it's interesting, to me, those two books are summed up in this one line. America is not great because it is more enlightened than any other nation, but rather because it has always been able to repair its faults. Now, he wrote that during slavery. Nothing can be less enlightening than slavery. Yet, in 1863, Abraham Lincoln moved to correct that fault. And let's just be sure about what the real history is. So you don't get sure about it by ignoring it, pretend it didn't exist. Let's, no, it did exist. Slavery existed. Jim Crow existed. And the Supreme Court of the United States in 1954 decided to repair that fault. Thank you once again, Alexis de Tocqueville, for recognizing what this real country is all about. Not about being perfect, but when you see a fault, repair it. So that was so that was the response when they asked Kamala Harris and um, Jim Clyburn. It's like a prominent Democratic. Um, think he thinks the the majority whip. I'm not quite sure what that means, but he's a pretty important person from what I understand. But yeah. they got a, a very realistically said the same thing as Tim Scott. Um, of course, they kind of elaborated a little bit, but they basically said the same thing. Like, nah, you know, America is not a racist country, but there is a a topic and a and a legacy of race that we're going to have to deal with. Now. I can more with the the guy Jim Clyburn's take on it because he was like, okay, now y'all said that America is great not because it's like just so much better, but it's willing to look at its faults and fix it. And I'm like, yeah, y'all wrote that, but y'all haven't done that. It was like, you know, y'all know what the fault is, but y'all continue to act like it didn't happen. Y'all continue to gaslight an entire race of people and just like gotta pull your to the bootstraps like but that's what we've been doing but understand the the instances and method mechanisms of building wealth isn't the same and it's not the same um even so much of okay uh even if there is an element of crime we still are sentenced and convicted at a larger rate than counterparts so it just it's a lot of different elements there and statistical data that that backs that no it it but these systems are still working today. So is it actually a racist country? Even though the idea of America is, and you know, you will, you will always have your success stories and, and your exceptions to the rule. But if these systems in place that are disproportionately affecting group of people, would you call that racist? Because y'all don't want to change anything about it. So what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So, that's been the topic of the day, but I found it hypocritical because the same people that was going at Tim Scott, I mean, they, you know, he, they had a, a hashtag trending on, on Twitter, calling him uncle Tom and things of that nature. Even though I never understood why we denoted uncle Tom as a negative thing. Cause when you read the story, like uncle Tom was like the good guy in the story, but, um, but you know, they came at him with such ferocity and then when Kamala Harris and Jim Kleinberg came on the other, uh, you know, the day after and said what they said, it was crickets. They didn't say a word. 
So I was like, wait a minute. They're saying the same thing as this guy over here. So where's the backlash? You know, but of course, I know my my thoughts on Kamala Harris. Um, and I'll just say it right now. She's not black. <laughs> so I'm like, she is not black. I, I need y'all to stop wearing these T-shirts talking about my vice president is black. No, she's Asian. She is Asian. And I think her appointment uh, is a strategic one because as we criticized Joe Biden for, you know, that crime bill that locked up hundreds of thousands of black men, she did the same thing over in California that locked up a lot of black men. Um, so now all of a sudden, because, oh, she was a Delta, she wear Air Force Ones and Chuck Taylors. Oh, now she cool. And like, that's why I need, like, I know we don't, um, I know we don't really do the politics thing. Um, and I think that's been, it's been, um, Yeah, I know. That's the son who all of a sudden wants to make a lot of noise for whatever reason. (laughs) There it is. So now he wants to knock on the door. What? Okay, I see you too. Uh Uh-huh. All right, bye. Wifey's home. She says hello. Hey. Oh, yeah. Even though black people aren't really political, uh, we don't really get involved in politics. We just want to go about our business, do what we have to do, and just get by day to day. Because that's honestly just how bad the struggle is. And, you know, we got our own issues to deal with. Um, you know, they, they want to make it a talking point, but it is something to talk about and to address as far as, you know, single motherhood and why, you know, honestly, just looking at it like, even though Jim Crow was what it was, you know, it was to be like, all right, you black inferior people, you stay over there. We're going to build highways literally through your neighborhoods that kind of draw the line, uh, train uh, railroad systems, you know, so you would be on the, you know, the other side of the tracks. So all that stuff, we were still at that point, the most independent that we've ever been in this country. Because once we started doing integration, we gave up our businesses, we gave up our neighborhoods, we gave up things that were ours to be accepted by white people. And I think that was a horrible mistake for black people. And, um, you know, I just think, I just think that, you know, I'll, I'll go on that for another time, but that's what I think. But even though black people aren't really into politics and things that we just want to get by and do it and do what we need to do, I think we do need to get involved, not so much on a national level but on a on a local level because i feel like the issues we have even though we may not cause them we may not be the root of them but you know at some point we've been participants in them and no one's going to save us you know i, I keep saying this i'm just going to keep saying it until somebody listens shit but no one's going to save us um yeah. and we have these type of conversations like this to where people uh people just take our plight and stuff that's happening to us is just talking points mainly to say see I told you I told you them them niggas and this that and the third and blah 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 and you know so that 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 just kind of it kind of pisses me off but you know but it is what it is you know it's what I got in this game for to hopefully you know make some changes but 
real yeah, quick. Him, uh, uh-huh. go, going off and, and, and thinking about what, what um, you know, because we were talking about racism, and um, I think you you mentioned it, you said well today as of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you would be right, but you know, like I, like like we've heard before, there is a difference between racism and prejudice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I think I think the the racist folk are finally coming out, but it's a huge amount of prejudice towards um, the black mm-hmm. community. And if you want to say I'm not a racist, okay, you may not be a racist, but you're a prejudice. Prejudice so, as fuck. It, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. You, you may not be racist, but you prejudiced because mm-hmm. you know it's just, it's just a, a, a different kind of, of identity that they put on us, or you know, put all of us in the same group because mm-hmm. you're black. This, you're black. That. Okay, cool. But you, you got, I got three black friends. Okay, well, you might be, you might be racist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then they, they might not have a problem with black people. Just the culture of black. Yeah, or the the perceived culture, what they think black culture is. They think, yeah. oh, black culture is uh, what they see on a music video. Uh, black culture is what they, you know, they see on world star hip hop, you know. Um, yeah. And then they think that's culture, which is like, that's the thing that kind of pisses me off when people want to use black, black, black culture as if black people's not like the only thing we're about is violence and promiscuity and this, that and the third. And it's like, you know, it, it, it just, it just pisses me off because it, that is how people hide behind racism. Like, and then like, that's yeah. not even prejudice. It's like when y'all push these talking points with like, well, black people are 13% of the population, but they commit 52% of the murders, which is not true because that's, that's like saying that, you know, uh, you know, black people make up, so that's that's lumping everybody into, you know, a particular stat as far as yeah. you know. Okay, thirteen percent of the population. That's what forty two million or something like that when it comes to America. But then it was like, oh, but those forty two million people, you know, they all commit you know half of the murders. And they're like, no, we have our criminal element, just like y'all have y'all criminal element. Crime, which is not like I hate the term, but they do black on black crime. It ain't black on black crime, but it's not a thing. No such thing as black on black crime. We're not black people aren't killing other black people because they're black. Like y'all don't talk yeah. about any of these other things. You don't talk about white on white crime and, and Asian on Asian crime and, and all this stuff, but it's always black on something. So now it's black on Asian crime. Um, but it's just, we aren't killing each other. And, and because, you know, Oh, uh-huh. he's black. Right. Okay. I hate yeah. black people. I think black people, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to kill them because He's black. It's like, no. Now, even though that is an issue, homicide, gun violence, and, and things that it is an issue, it needs to be addressed, but they're addressing it based on race, as if these crimes are, as people like to say, genetically sourced. As if, oh, you're just genetically predisposed of being violent and killing each other. Uh, yeah. There was recently... Um, now I'll do a separate video on it later, but I just read an article. Um, actually, I think I can show it up on the screen. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Um, there's an article that there was a, a police chief in South Carolina that um, basically put up a Facebook post and was like, oh, you know, well, you know, if they got such problems with police, you know, just stop sending police to black neighborhoods because they're going to kill each other anyway. 
you know, like he, he actually said this. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're going to kill each other anyway. So, you know, uh, you know, just d- don't don't put the black community. So it, it's it's just crazy. So, yeah. So South Carolina chief uh, fire chief quits after racist Facebook post. And but uh, and then he kind of goes on to detail him. But that's basically what he said. He's like, uh, you know, I think this was in junction to I think it was Michaela Bryant, the the girl who was being jumped, but she got a knife. Uh, but then the cops pulled up after they were called. She called the cops. Cop pulled up, saw her with the knife, shot, shot and her. killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was after the backlash of that, and so this fire chief was like, "Well, stop sending police to black neighborhoods because they're going to kill each other anyway." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's how they think. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they don't be in a hurry to get there anyway. Right, right. <laughs> Never have. Because, like, yeah. like, to be honest, no, don't send them to black neighborhoods. We don't want you here because you don't know us. You, you, you don't know. You have no connection to us. So that's how you see us. You, y'all, really believe that we're like this inherently violent group of people, this inherently violent race that. Y'all have perpetuated through propaganda all throughout America's history. The way y'all had quote unquote pastors, y'all had quote unquote scientists, y'all had quote unquote experts, you know, justify your racism by saying, well, they're just, you know, more prone to violence or they're, they're, um, you know, their, their IQs are lower, uh, you know, that, you know, they, they say that our IQs are lower. So that makes us, you know, we, we have less capacity of intelligence, but they they never say of we never got the the education that our white counterparts got um on the same situations that they had or the same learning conditions that they had but nah we're going to give you the test as if you're supposed to know it no look i told y'all they were dumb so like just stupid things like that but these are people in these prominent positions that have these type of opinions just like i don't know if you i did a a podcast it was like one of the early ones um where there was a police chief and his deputy was making the same type of, you know, comments and stuff about black people. And then they got, they recorded themselves saying it and they, they didn't know they were recording themselves on the body cam. And so when uh, one of the inspectors or something was going through and he came across this conversation, they was having this racist conversation. uh, And so they, they were allowed to resign, so they kept their pensions and stuff. But like th- this, this stuff happens. This ideology is here. That's why I say, you know, the idea of America. No, it's not a racist country. I'm not, you know, as oppressed as you know our people were in the '60s or even further back. You know, there's nothing that says that colored people can't come here or colored people can't use this toilet or this water fountain. No, but the legacy from these institutions, because People don't understand we're literally one generation out from having this. So it's it's like it's uh, it, it's crazy. Like it's like we're literally one generation away. And and people don't understand just how recent these changes were and how recent it was actually legal to be racist and to discriminate against people of color. Yeah. So you know, so that's that's basically it. So just people like these in these positions that has these type of thoughts. And so it's like, while I 
can understand what Tim Scott was saying, you know, and what Kamala Harris and all them people were saying, but it's like, no, there's still a big element of race. Now, is it as overblown as what the left is doing as far as everything you live, you live and breathe around you when everything is white supremacy? Nah, because like, he, he, here's, here's my problem that I have, and I've always had, is honestly why I started the podcast. Um, you have the, the Democrat, the left side, the liberal side that basically gives you the message that everything around you, black person, everything around you is because of the white man. All of your problems, all of your conditions, everything is because of racism, white supremacy, and it has nothing to do with personal responsibility and accountability. The other side, Republican and conservative side, says that there is no racism. There is no uh, oppression and white supremacy. There's no white supremacy here. You know, you're not oppressed. And every single thing is based on responsibility and accountability. So one is like, it's all racism and no responsibility. And the other one's like, it's all responsibility and no racism. And I'm like, both of y'all are stupid because it, it's it's a perfect mix. Yes, I am responsible for my actions, but there are racist elements in this country that has affected the black community. And it's like, and I don't understand why none of y'all can see that because all I had to do was just read a little bit up on history, even modern history. I didn't, I didn't have to go back to even talk about or think about slavery. Just what happened after Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves of what yeah, America yeah. did. So I'm like, yeah. how can y'all, how can y'all even talk about that? But that, that that's where I am. And that's why I feel like, honestly, even though I, I said that we may need to get involved in some sort of political thing, but we need to get involved in our own type of politic, not Democrat or Republican, but whatever the name may be, um, but our own political party, where we focus on black communities, black issues for ourselves, you know, like, like that old brand FUBU for us, by us, we're going to have to do it because that no one else is going to do it because the Democrat is going to be like, Oh yeah, well, well you're just so oppressed, but support us and we'll save you. The other side's like, you know, ha, Pull yourself by the bootstrap, you lazy negro. Like it's, it's always just no one, no one, yeah. no one's caring. No one's going to care. So, but that's it. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> but yeah. here's here's one more clip that I that I'm gonna play, and then we'll play a little dope doo doo. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, another person that's getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of heat for some comments that he said, uh, and this is. Um, what has happened a few days ago, but check this guy out and see what he says. Think about this country. I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe and they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles I say Judeo-Christian, the Mosaic laws, Ten Commandments, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, the morale, the morals and, and teachings of Jesus Christ. That's, that's what our founding documents are based upon. It's in our DNA. You know, if you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China and Turkey and places like that, they've all sort of changed over time. 
I mean, they've been, they've been there for, cent, for millennia in many cases. And their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, if, but candidly, that, that, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. It, it was born of the people who came here pursuing religious liberty to practice their faith, to live as they ought to live, and have the freedom to do so. Religious liberty. Those are the two bulwarks of America. Faith and freedom. I mean, you hear it all the time now. Faith and freedom, faith and freedom. But it is what makes America unique in the world. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? <laughs> First off, I think we both had the same fresh expressions. Native Americans are not in the America. What? What? Are you, dude? Are you serious? My great grandmother was full blooded Indian, full blooded, hundred percent. So I mean, you know, just like, huh? Native? No, no. I mean, he 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 he's he's clearly going off wherever he grew up at. He's going off what he was told. He's not going mm -hmm. off. He didn't he didn't read up on no history. He don't really um nobody talk to him. It's it's about um uh, you know like I say it's about being in the known and um somebody should have told him before he, somebody should have briefed him on his speech before he got up there. Somebody should have proofread that. Somebody. Because yeah. it it's this is why we can still say America's a racist country. Because this is 2021, and this man is talking like this. This is why I won't get mad and won't disagree with anyone who still says America's a racist country. You know, because he took and literally whitewashed history, whitewashed facts, just all out the way. He said, <laughs> Oh, we came over here. It was a, we came over here for religious freedom. We came here with a blank slate. There was nothing here. We birthed the nation. It's in we, our yeah, DNA. We birthed the nation. So, we. you know, th th that reminds me of the movie, you know, Birth of a Nation. And we know what happens in that movie. So, yeah. you know, it's like we birthed the nation. You know, we brought it here on Judeo-Christian principles. But yet, <laughs> you, you, but you conveniently omitted the fact that y'all were working and operating in overt racist practices alongside your Judaic Christian principles. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, where, where are these blocks in history where you was, where you made it sound like, and this is also what they're also implementing in schools when it comes to the formation of America. You know, they just make it seem like, um, there was one, there was, oh my God, I, I'll see if I can find it. But there was one particular thing where they described Africans that came to America as immigrants that wanted to come over to America and, and work to start a new life. And we're like, no, those were slaves. Um, but the this type of, um, I'm going to see if I can find it, but is this type of whitewashing history 
that promotes that that promotes the racist ideology because that is one is untrue is misguiding and, and it is misleading as hell and th- th- this is um the most dangerous type of lies because it's information that you're teaching people, indoctrinating people, and people will actually will just believe. Well, no, America was founded on you know Judeo Christian principles, and we just wanted faith and freedom. So we came here. There was a blank slate. Sure, there were Native Americans here, but there's not a lot of influence in uh, of Native American culture in American yeah. culture. Hmm. I on, wonder man. why. Because y'all killed them. <laughs> y'all put diseases in blankets and gave it to them. You stole their land and hauled them off to the west parts of the country. Genocide, death, rape, murder, <laughs> y'all did all of that. Yeah. Is, was that based on Judaic Christian principles? Like, what are you talking about? So, you know, <laughs> so this dude, his name is uh, Rick's, um, Rick Santorum or something like that. He, he was like, I think he was a former senator, but he's like a contributor to CNN or something like that, but like CNN of all places. I, I, I would have looked at that and swore he worked at Fox News somewhere, but nah, like this was crazy, man. Crazy. Um, I'm going to see if I can find this, this thing, but it, it's, it's not that. You say it was on CNN? Uh, well, it wasn't. I don't know when this was um, where it was broadcast, but I, I just saw the clip. Um, but the guy works for CNN in some capacity or something like that. But it, it, okay. that I was like, you know, that was absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's that man. So it, it's it's. It's just a whole bottle of what the fuck, a whole bottle of it. But like, that is crazy. Like this, so that's that's the danger, and it, it's well, I want to say danger because it's it just goes into the freedom. You know, your freedom to think what you want to think, believe what you want to believe. Like that's how this country was was, you know, the idea was formed, and I you know agree with it wholeheartedly. But at the same time, it's just when you get into those ideologies that can be dangerous and can be harmful, you know, that's what you got to deal with. But, you know, this is America, so you are free to think and believe what you want to believe. But I do think that you have to have some sort of accountability, factual or, or you know, sound evidence, you know, factual, sound proof and things of that nature. If you want to get and get up in front of and influence a large amount of people. Um but yeah, yeah, that, that is crazy. So, you know, we, we're going to go ahead and uh, make this short and sweet. We like right at the hour. So we'll go ahead and start with this, with this little game that, that we play that we did this like in the first podcast, but we're going to bring it back and, and I'm going to work on it to make it even better because I think the idea is hilarious to me, but we're going to play this game called dope or doo So I'm going to give a, <laughs> I'm gonna bring up a few, uh, a few topics. We are gonna think if, if the situation and the story of it, if it's dope that we support it, or if it's doo doo we don't support it. So, first and foremost, let, let's let's get it going. We're gonna start with sports. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. 
He's tired of it. He's like, yo, th these people up in here, they're getting on my nerves. They ain't blocking for me. We're losers. I, I am a winner, and I need to get up out of here. So Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Is that dope or is that doo-doo? Man, that's doo-doo. You know, Grintwell, that's where he belongs. I mean, if you go, if you want out of Green Bay, then just quit. But don't try to ride the same train that Tom Brady doing. Tom, Tom Brady did him while he was on top. Mm -hmm. So, so don't try, don't try to go to another team. Stay where you at, and yeah. But you know, I think he and LeBron James are like really good, like are really cool. So I think he's just doing the, the LeBron James thing. You know, <laughs> hey, this team ain't working, so I'm just going to go to another team. So yeah. you know, what's wrong with that? Now, honestly, well, I don't well, see. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say, see, I like the way how you use LeBron James because I always <laughs> said LeBron James is the Tom Brady of the NBA. Uh huh. If you want, if you want a champion, if you want a ring, you got to go through him. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't yep. care what team he on. If you want a ring, you got to go through him. If you want a Super Bowl, you got to go through Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Beat, beat, beat the goat, and then worry about leaving. Beat him mm -hmm. first. You had you had a chance last year. You and Drew Brees both let me down. Y'all had a chance to beat that man. You didn't do it. And he had the worst <laughs> record in the NFL playoffs. He had a team mm -hmm. with the worst record, and y'all couldn't beat him. You had a chance. You you let him off. The, you let him off the hook. Couldn't beat him. Couldn't beat him. I I, I think it's due to honestly. I understand you're frustrated, but I, I where are you going to go? What team are you going to go to? that's going to be a better situation than Green Bay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of LeBron James, as we go, <laughs> LeBron James, it says, you know what? This play-in tournament that the NBA has, so just a, a, a quick ex, uh, explanation of what this play-in tournament is. So now, you know, of course you knew uh, the first, the top eight teams in each conference were in the playoffs, you know? So now they say, you know yeah. what? We're going to have a play-in tournament to where the ninth and tenth seed can play each other and, you know, whoever wins that game, I think there's, like, one more game they play. And then, okay, yeah, it's the 8th the and ninth seed and, like, the 10th and 11th seed. that They're going to play each other in a little tournament. And whoever wins that little tournament will become the 8th seed to, to make the playoffs. And LeBron James was like, nah, that's, some, that's trash. Whoever made that up needs to be fired. So, do you agree with LeBron James? Or do you think this play-in tournament – idea do you think it's dope or is it doo-doo i think it's i think it's dope because i mean the idea of what he's saying is dope because like i mean when the nfl added an extra team y'all ain't got to try to do the same thing too come on mm -hmm. now nba like yeah. like it's been like that it worked don't try to add an odd number so they can play in no 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 mm -hmm. no i don't know what vegas got going on with that mess right there but also lebron is you know i I think in his mindset, it might be doo-doo, too. It might be dope and doo-doo. Mm -hmm. His thought is dope, but the process of why he's so frustrated is doo-doo because he know they on the verge of being number eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, he don't want to have to go play to, to get into the playoffs to see if they're worthy of making it. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I agree with him. They shouldn't have to do that, but I believe his frustration mm -hmm. ain't coming because of that. Because if you're on the top, you ain't going to worry about it. Well, I'm the top five. Exactly. I ain't worried about that. Exactly. But if you're on the bottom end, Ex then yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I, I think he's doing it because his team is falling to the bottom real fast right now. It's due to injury, of course, not because they necessarily suck, 
but he yeah. some with some injuries, so he himself may find himself in this playing tournament, and he feels like you know we shouldn't have to make it. But however, if y'all if you guys fall out of playoff contention, then maybe you would want a chance to kind of sneak in and squeak back up in there. So yeah, you know, uh, overall I think it's dope for me because I'm just a basketball fan, so there's more basketball for me to watch, uh, especially yeah. come playoff time. So it kind of gives me the, those extra few games to where the stakes is high. And this is kind of like college. So it's like you win, you move on, you lose, you go home. That is it for you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I like it because it's more basketball for me, the consumer. So, you know, I think it's dope, even though I do understand why players would think it's doo-doo. So let's see. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, is facing backlash because she believes transgender girls should not play in women's sports. He, she says it isn't fair. It just isn't fair. Do you think her sentiments is dope or is it doo-doo? Okay. You said he said transgender girls should not play? In women's sports, yes. Okay, I agree with him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. his, what he's saying is dope. But coming mm-hmm. from him is doo-doo. Coming from yeah. him is doo-doo. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you are a transgender Olympian mm-hmm. medalist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you was a man when you did it. But, but right. you know, the, this must be the man side of him speaking. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, like I mean, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Those guys, mm-hmm. what, they were down in Florida, punishing every girl down there. Yep. Like, like, <laughs> like couldn't nobody beat them in the 100, 200, couldn't nobody beat them to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. These guys would call Lewis and beat everybody all the way to, to, to the towel line. And, um, yep. No, it, it was not fair. They, they didn't have no competition. You know, but I now agree. we have got so sensitive, we have got so gender sensitive uh, with the LGBTQ um, community. Shout mm-hmm. to all those who choose to live their lifestyle. You know right. what I mean? I don't, you know, I'm, Shout I'm out not, to y'all. You know, Salute. You know, yeah, yeah. Got, 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 got mm-hmm. family. You know, love, love y'all nonetheless. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just a point of, look, man, technically you, 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 you got balls. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> your testosterone is on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I met some strong women out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think I think in um I um uh, Michi Demetric Allen he could contest this. We were uh-huh. in the state. We was in the state um for track. Um, we uh-huh. were doing triple jump. This girl jumped the forty. She jumped the forty two. Me and him looked at each other like, what? She did a what? She jumped yeah. the forty two in a triple jump. So we was like, ain't no way. So we messed around and went out there just because she jumped to 42. He jumped to 43. I jumped to 44. You know, like we went past her. But yeah. She jumped to 42. Right. We was like, hold on now. She jumped to 42? Like, like, come on now. So we went out there and stepped it up because we didn't want to get embarrassed. Hey, right. You know, <laughs> you know right. we talk about doggone back in the year of 99, 2000. So, no, mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't, I agree with him. I don't think transgender people should be on that level because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people you have a whole lot of Joanna men out there this is true now you know and of I course was- you know their that their rebuttal was like well name one name one instance where you know a transgender girl uh you know does this just to take get an advantage uh and all this type of stuff like that and it's like well you know I don't have a specific instance because I don't follow it like that but I do know science. I do know biology. And even with hormone blockers, 
it's only going to do but so much because of the physiology of a man, of a, a born man to a woman, that there's still things like there is an inherent upper body strength that is uh, scientifically proven to be stronger than a woman's. Leg strength that's stronger than a woman's. Um, uh, muscle fibers, like I forgot what they called it, but that is inherently stronger than a woman. So it's like hormone blockers does not take all of that away and turn a man, yeah. mad, like a man's physiology, completely uh, feminine. It just doesn't do that. Like even with the medication, but it's like, you know, she she's getting a lot of backlash, you know. But I think it's dope. I I agree with her. Um, but you know, it it is what it is. But there, you know, there there is an agenda there. But I just leave it there. Uh, let's see what else. Now, th- now this was supposed to be Eric's thing right here because he's the crypto master. But I read this and thought it was really interesting. Uh, this happened, I think, about a year ago, year or so ago. And this was the story of uh, a, a guy who worked in some sort of business, like a uh, white collar type thing. He was like, my employer paid me in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and Ethereum. It rose 700% in value. Now he wants his employees to return the crypto and just accept like US dollar payment for you know their, their services for employment over you know this X amount of time. So the boss realizes that, oh, I paid them in cryptocurrency and it has blew up. But you know what? That's money that I should get for myself. So uh, I should use this money for me. Uh, so y'all get, give me this money back in cryptocurrency and then I'll just pay y'all regular uh, in U.S. dollars. Do you think that's dope or doo-doo for the, for the boss? That is doo-doo. <laughs> look, look, boss man, you, 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 you got, you got, uh, you've been taking the enema. Because you talking that's your tail right now. And that's and we talk about a doo-doo literally. Like I don't know what yes. you got going on, but you got diarrhea running out your brain. If you oh, feel yeah. like somebody gonna give you some some cryptocurrency back because it done blew up. No, mm-hmm. it is what it is. If you yep. feel like you're taking a loss, then hey, let's cut our cost. But no, you ain't it ain't it ain't going down like that. That's a doo-doo way of thinking. It's yeah. a selfish mm-hmm. way of thinking too. It as if I had employees, I heard a pastor say one day. He said, um, how many millionaires do we got in the building? And, no, and nobody raised their hand. He's like, well, I want mm-hmm. all y'all to be millionaires. They was mm-hmm. like, why, 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 why? He said, because maybe one day if y'all millionaire, y'all can bless me. He said, but mm-hmm. y'all have to be millionaires first. So mm-hmm. this is a shepherd talking to the sheep. So as a boss right. man talking to my employees, if I can teach my employees, well, let me speak as a father. Mm-hmm. If I can teach my children these financial things that we did not know, Mm-hmm. and prepare them for things that we were not prepared for, mm-hmm. then when they get to a certain level, they will be way ahead of the game. But if mm-hmm. you are taking care of your employees, your family, your children, when you get old, they ain't going to put you in a home. Your children are going to take care of you. Right. So if you take care of your employees and y'all are part of a team, then at the mm-hmm. end of the day, at the end of the day, in the fourth quarter, if you say, hey, LeBron, I need you to take over this game. Kobe, mm-hmm. I need you to take over this game. Rest in peace, my boy. Jordan, mm-hmm. I need you to take over this game. Because of you being the person that has invested in them, whether it's currency, crypto, or education, or knowledge, or love mm-hmm. in general, they're going to give it back to you because you put them in position to win. You to put win. them in position right. to succeed. You put them in position to thrive. So that mm-hmm. is doodle for the boss man to have employees to say, hold on, wait a minute. Oh, you succeeded? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me get all, Let me get that back. Hey, um, I got something for you. Um, 
I, 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 let, me, let me give you all this candy and stuff. I got, I got something for you now. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold, uh, I got some more. You like hot balls? I got hot balls. I got hot balls. Hold on. Wait a minute. I, I got all this for you. And, uh, and we'll talk it up later on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Complete doo-doo. Straight up doo-doo. That, that's, that's diarrhea doo-doo right there. I was like, how, how you how you gonna do your employees like that and expect them to still work for you? I would I would have found somewhere else to go. Honestly, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah I, I would start looking for another place. If you know, like, because it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at all. And so I I just thought that was, I thought that was crazy. That was crazy. So, but that was for uh that was for for Eric because I know he's uh, he keeps uh, he keeps us us up to date when it comes to uh crypto stuff because that's that's his thing now but uh right, hold on i got something to tell eric because uh-huh. i ain't get to tell him last time uh-huh. eric, we, we your people you ain't gotta put us on it just give us some of the money right just give us some of the crypto we, you do the work yeah. and we support you and you and you toss it our way exactly exactly we are yeah. here for you we're for here you. for you man for you, for you. <laughs> Where you know, Eric, you know, Eric, you know, Eric gonna say, what are you gonna say? No, nigga. No, no, nigga. <laughs> no, nigga. That's exactly what he's gonna say. <laughs> no, go back to your own house. That's exactly what he's gonna say. <laughs> go back to your house. No, nigga. <laughs> man, the, the racist stuff that we've experienced in our lives is, is hilarious, man. <laughs> we've experienced some stuff, man. Oh that's man, a sto- that's a true story, by the way, y'all. That, that's, that's a true story. story. So I don't, I know we told this story, I think a few pods ago, but basically what we're talking about is, uh, you know, back when we were kids, uh, Eric went to his next door neighbor's house, <laughs> asked if he can use the lawnmower so he can cut the grass, and uh, and so the neighbor was like, literally told him, like, no, nigger, go back to your house, and <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He said what? <laughs> we just, but it was it was such a shocking thing. But we we've been laughing about that for damn near twenty years, man. Because it it was just so it was so blatant. It was so blatantly racist. But it was funny. It was so blatant. It was funny. And, uh, <laughs> like man. <laughs> oh my god! He said no, nigga. Go go back to your house. <laughs> Oh man, oh man! But but that's all we got for today, man. Listen, we we want to thank y'all for for tuning in once again. I think this is episode twenty twenty seven. We climbing on up there, episode twenty seven. So you know, any comments, questions, concerns, you know, feel free to hit us up. The email is talkmycredo at gmail dot com. Again, it's talkmycredo at gmail dot com. Website is coming soon. We're gonna, you know, get that up and running. Talkmycredo.com. Um, me and the Talk My Credo crew, we we getting that in the works. Uh, follow us on social media. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of y'all have been responding. I think we've gotten, I think like ten subscribers to the YouTube channel in the last week or so. Which for some people, the superstars on the YouTube, you know, that's nothing. But for me, that you know, that means the world to me and the crew. So, thank y'all. Oh, snap.
think I don't, I don't think they I don't think they ready for that. I don't, hey, now that Mortal Kombat out, it's time to break it back though. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> hey. What's up? Listen. Like yeah. I said, right now I'm I'm still preparing for uh this battle. I got a, a battle in um in eleven days. May fifteenth is going down in Winston Salem. Um going up against uh, a battle rapper by the name of Nate. He's really good. Really good. That's why I took the battle. Cause you know, I, I you know, I I can't keep trashing people all over the place. You know, I can't keep just mopping the floor with but I need some good competition. So they say he's good, so we're gonna see. He's still gonna lose, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Okay. But uh that's it. And then we're gonna get back into it, hooking up with uh with Alex J and Rouge back in Shelltown. Shout out to Shelltown, y'all know what it is. Shelltown all Whoa. day. We're gonna get some projects done. Um, you know, so the Soul City project, we we ramping that back up. So, you know, we just we just working. We're working, man. <clears throat> so we thank you all for just all the support. You know, just you know, keep us lifted. Uh, keep supporting us, and we definitely appreciate it. We're nothing without y'all. So, you know, that's that's it for the Talk My Credo podcast. I am your boy Dante Credo here with my brother from another Minister P. Shaw in the building. So, y'all hey, stay hey, safe, life, give life, you yeah. know, speak life, give life, stay fly, stay blessed. <laughs> y'all know what it is. So, until next time, y'all take care and keep going forward. Do not stop, keep going. All right, y'all. We love y'all now. Peace.